What's up, nerds? It's Rick Swift and Madison Swift here. And this is the Film Grouch Show, and we are back by popular demand. Everybody wanted us back, so we are back, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't having troubles or difficulties or anything. We were just lazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could come up with all sorts of different things. I was, I will say this, I was a little bummed that my favorite podcasters quit, which is uh, more gooder than podcasters, and I felt kind of really bummed about that because I, I enjoyed um, listening to all their stuff, and every once in a while they would throw us a shout-out, we'd throw them a shout-out, that kind of thing. So I was bummed that they left. Um, so, But yeah, laziness was the, the main factor, so that's completely on my end because... I get a little tired of editing is what it is. I really enjoy doing the podcast. It's the editing and the posting and the ungrateful bastards out there that don't actually listen to us and love us and like us and support us. That's what makes it hard to get motivated. So hopefully we'll get more and more people listening to us and loving us and all that good stuff. But if not, I don't care. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. I'm not going to let it. like Stephanie and her mommy blog. Yeah. Like, hi, moms. So let's talk about this. So this was a she-pick of Madison's that we watched back in May, <laughs> back when we did our last pad, uh, our last podcast. But I rewatched it again today so that I would have a refresher. Madison actually owns this movie, but you're able to watch it right now on Amazon Prime if you uh, want. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for for free or whatever. Not free, but, you know, you already pay for it. But, yeah, so uh, go ahead and talk about why you chose this amazing movie as your she-pick, Madison. Well, the movie was A Simple Favor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's tell them what the movie <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> A few weeks ago, I met Emily, this wonderful, elegant person. Our sons brought us together, actually. Come here, little dude. Come here. Play date today? You drink? Does your kid drink? Really? I mean, it's never too early to start teaching. I think you're joking, but great. Every time we do this, I feel so high tone. <laughs> Want to trade confessions? No, no. Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? She's an enigma, my wife. You get close to her. You never quite reach her. She's like a beautiful ghost. Did you just take my picture? Erase it. I guess I'm probably not the kind of person you're normally friends with. Oh, you do not want to be friends with me. Trust me. Stephanie, I need your help. Uh, are you okay? I'm fine, but I, I do need just a, a simple favor. Can you come over? Yeah. Uh, I first heard about this movie last summer, and I was intrigued because it has one of my favorite actresses, Blake Lively. Who is married to? My favorite actor, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the movie looked interesting, and uh, my friends went to see it, and they said it was really good. So, uh, my birthday last year, I took myself to see it by myself, and it was really cool. I had the whole theater to myself. It was awesome. Wow. It was like a private screening just for me. That's cool. And I really enjoyed the movie. It was a mystery movie. I guess you could call it a mystery thriller, right? Well, yeah, I kept saying that. Is this going to be like the the uh, Diabolic? 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 You didn't ask me that. The character did. Well, yeah, spoiler. Because she, she says at one point, Are you diabolic? Are you diaboliking me? 
And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking this movie was going to be. And it's not totally like that. It was really cool. I, 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 I was, I, I mean, I watched it again. I watched it twice and I was thinking, God, I got to watch this again. It's going to be uh, terrible to watch again. But it's one of these movies where, I mean, obviously you can tell there's going to be twists and turns in it or it wouldn't be very interesting. Um, I won't give that away, but it's definitely one of these movies you can watch twice yes, and, and at least, not be yeah. bored. But yeah, I'm calling it the quirky girl with a dragon tattoo. Which, if you watch this movie, there is actually a tattoo reference. So yeah, it has nothing to do with a girl with the dragon tattoo. So no, but it's like it, it has <laughs> twists and turns like that, and there's like investigation. There's no hacking. And... No, there's no hacking. No, there's no. There's no. Uh... Well, she uses the internet though. Yeah, but there's no hacking. Anyway, the one where they're okay. saying with the hi moms thing. Hi moms. All right, so it starts out with there's a character named Stephanie, who's played by Anna Kendrick. Your dad's favorite. <laughs> My dad loves this actress. Loves. He, he read a book all, that she wrote. He sees all of her movies and he read her book. It's adorable. It is pretty It is pretty awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so Stephanie is this prim, proper, tightly wound, dorky woman. She's a single mom. Her son is... She's a widow. She's a widow. Her son is, I guess, they're, her, the kids are five or six. No, I'd say they're probably they're they're probably they're in elementary school. I know for a fact because okay, so she picks them up in elementary school. But I would say probably eight. Okay, so she's the type of mom that volunteers for everything. She has a helium tank. <laughs> yes, and why doesn't every mom have a helium tank? She asks. <laughs> I know. So in her weird, awkward way, she's very awkward. Very, very awkward. Very socially awkward. Yes. So she doesn't have a lot of friends, and then then there's Emily, who's the Played by Blake Lively. She's the total opposite. She's very mysterious. She's very sophisticated. Very chic. Very sarcastic. When we first meet her, there's this weird 60s French music playing, I think. Yes. So, Stephanie's just intrigued by Emily. And she just she just wants to know more about Emily. So... Yeah, when you first see Emily, I wrote, she's trouble. Like, here come the, you see the stilettos before you see her. Yeah, and you just, she gets out of the car yeah, with the umbrella. Like, this woman is a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> High maintenance is, like, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough. So, Emily invites Stephanie to her house after school with the boys for martinis and a play date for the boys. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the boys are playing and the women have their martinis and Stephanie's like, I don't day drink. <laughs> yeah, she's one of these total lightweights. Like you get one wine in her and she's going to tell you everything. Yes. TMI. Yes. TMI, Stephanie. And Stephanie has a problem. She's apologizing all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. So Emily takes it upon herself to make a little project out of Stephanie and she tells her to stop apologizing. Yes, she's yeah, she's kind of taking her under her wing and yeah. and it they are completely the opposite. It's kind totally. of like the dorky girl who helps the the cool hot girl with her homework. It's very similar to that. Like you almost get this high school vibe from this movie where it's like she oh my god, I'm hanging out with the cool girl. Yes. I don't know what to do, so I'll just drink. Yes. And then, you know, the cool girl is like calling her on on all of her weirdness but also trying to help her a little bit come out of her shell, which is interesting why is it interesting because of the way everything plays out oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> without giving anything away and that's yeah. the thing we will we'll, at the end we'll get into the spoiler stuff because we have to it's another one of these movies where we really have to talk about spoilers because there's a lot going on in, in the movie shifts quite a bit 
Yes. So as I said, Emily's very mysterious. And uh, one day Stephanie's taking pictures and she takes a picture of Emily. And Emily freaks out and she makes her Stephanie delete the picture. Yeah, and I noticed when she said I was sorry or whatever. She's like, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, um, um, I didn't mean to offend you. Like, she doesn't want to say I'm sorry because she's been coached not to say I'm sorry. Right. She actually says, if you say I'm sorry one more time, I'm going to slap you in the face. That's yes. what she says to her. Yes. She's very direct like that. Yes. And then, oh, and she cusses more than Marines that I know. Like, for real. Emily does. Emily. Yes. Oh, yeah. And oh, and she's like, oh, oopsie. And she's like, we have an oopsie jar every time somebody... Yes, Stephanie. That. I mean, that just to give you... Like, yes. she's like... She says, you got to come at guys like this right in the face. Or right... You have to come at them direct or they will fuck you in the face. And she says that. And I'm like, whoa. And then, meanwhile, uh, Stephanie's all like, oopsie. So, yes. that's to give you an idea of how completely opposite these women are. Yes. And Emily has a husband. He's a professor at a local college. Yeah, he was in, um, was he in the Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Yeah. Was... I, li- I like that actor. He's pretty, yeah. he's cool. And he also wrote a book, one book. Yeah, Darkness at Dawn. Yes. I, I think I put it in my notes. About 10 years ago, and yeah. he's had writer's block ever since. He hasn't been able to follow that book up. Yeah, he's kind of just living. And she says, oh, here's to being house poor. It's like yes. they have a giant house, but that's all they have because he's like not written anything. And she's this PR rep for this guy. Oh, and I love this guy. He is the douchiest douchebag on the planet of douche area. He is unintentionally hilarious. I, yeah, and the funny thing is, you don't know him. You've no, and I was like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. Because I, I say that a lot, and she she makes fun of me. But yeah, I was like, it's that guy. And she's like, who are you talking about? I watched this show. Um, oh, Homeland. He's on Homeland. He's like on the later seasons of Homeland. And he's like a total badass in it. So I didn't recognize him at all. But I was like, oh, he looks really familiar. But then I was like, wait, that's this guy? And he's this guy? So, yeah, he's a total douchebag. And he plays kind of like a... What is it? And she even calls him out on it at one point. He's like, that guy wishes he was me. Um, Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Ah, I can't think of the guy now. Not Tommy Hilfiger. It's the the the, the couture guy. The Anyway, he, she, she, calls, she calls him that at one point. Anyway, so that's her job. But I'm getting a little bit ahead. Because you don't meet him until much later in the movie. But that is her job. She's a PR rep. Like a, a real high high um, demand. Like she tells her boss what to do basically. Mm-hmm. So, which another thing that Stephanie is like, whoa, wow, you, oh, I can't do that. But yeah, I don't know if Stephanie has a job other than her blog. But she only had six. I wrote. And I, I noticed the first time we, 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 we watched it, oddly enough, I put how, how many followers she had. I didn't do that this time. I didn't notice it at all. Okay. But when the movie starts, she has like 624 followers on YouTube. That's not a lot of followers. So she ain't doing that for a living is all I'm saying. She has a helium tank. Oh, she lives off the insurance. I was going to say, yeah, she lives off the insurance Widow, that's from right. her husband's death. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance. Yes. Insurance money. <laughs> insurance money. So... So, yeah, so Stephanie has a mommy vlog. Yes, video hi, moms. vlog. Hi, moms. She always starts it out with hi, moms. And it's very funny as this movie goes along to see the progression of Stephanie and her vlogs. Yeah, it kind of goes from, yeah. It's, hey, it's... moms, today we're going to do crafts to, hey, moms, oh, my God. Well, it's also, hi, moms. Um, the, and the way the movie starts off, she's like, hi, moms. Um, so I have some kind of uh, sad news my friend emily has been missing for five days and that's kind of the setup of this movie yes is that her friend emily that she just started hanging out with after asking her to do a simple favor Mm -hmm. they said the movie three times i wrote 
Yes. At least two. I yes, I, I might have caught. I might have lost. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> ah, they said it. They said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do that. We're those people. I don't care. Bite me. Anyway, um, so she was asked to do a simple favor of watching the kid. You know, like because the the two kids have fun on the play dates and they're they're friendly to each other and stuff like that and they get along well and so, you know, it's one of those situations where. If you've ever been a parent where you have to go and hang out with the kids' friends' parents and you're like, oh, God, because you don't have any chemistry at all with these people and you just don't want anything to do with them. That's kind of the situation you feel like with Emily. But then Emily becomes fascinated with her as she reveals more about herself, certain things. Mm-hmm. Should we get into that? No. Oh, but that's what she calls her the whole movie. We'll get into that in the spoilers. Or <laughs> in the spoilers, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But she opens up quite a bit in the Vino Veritas scenes in the gin. Yes, with the with martinis. The garbage water, I call gin. Anyway. So, the simple favor that Emily asks Stephanie to perform is to pick up her son, Nikki. I think Nikki was her kid. Nikki, yep. From little school. Little dude, she calls him. Yeah, little dude. Little dude. And watch him for a couple of days while she goes to Miami for business. So Stephanie agrees. And so she picks up Nikki, little dude, from school. And she's watching him. She expects Emily to come back. And Emily doesn't show up. Yeah. That's true. She does. And this is where I was like, okay. This is where I was going to be like, okay, this movie's going to annoy me if she, like, just, just has this kid in her house for, like, days at a time. But then you, she calls the husband eventually, which right. is what any normal person would do. So yes. I was like, if she doesn't do that, I'm going to be, like, annoyed. Right. But she does. She calls the husband. But the husband is in Hong Kong. He's uh, he's over. He's uh, in London. He's he's out of the country. He was in London, London with his mother. Because his mom broke her hip. Yes. His mom fell and broke her hip. And yep. then he went to London to, to take care of her. And then... She calls and she's like, yo, I got your kid over here. I don't know where the hell Emily is. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, she's this PR person. And well, they told me and she said, well, I called and they said that she was in Miami, but nobody's been able to. And it's one of these kind of companies where everybody doesn't give a shit <laughs> about anybody else because it's a fashion uh, company that, yes. that she works for. And again, these are like little peons. So the executives don't always tell them everything that they're doing. And even her husband's like, well, she's done this before. As long as she knows that Nikki is taken care of, she's taken off for quite a few days before. And yes. just kind of been like, eh, he's okay. I'm not going to worry about him. Yes. She's not mom of the year. Let's put it like that. No, but she does care about her kid a lot. She does, which is kind of her downfall, actually. Yes. Which yep. I kind of like that. Anyway, so she ends up missing. Yes, Emily is now missing. And um, Stephanie is using her vlog to try and get people to help find her friend. Yes. She's like, hey, if you've seen my friend, you know, and her her numbers are going up. Her followers are going up as this drama is playing out. It's like she used to have this little mommy blog about cooking. And now it's like people are interested because there's like drama. Oh, this her friend is missing. Let's help her. Yes. And she finally gets a tip from one of the moms. Yep. The mo- I called it the mom network. And uh, she gets a tip about, oh, I think I saw... Also, this bitch would never rent a Kia, okay? Emily? No, she wouldn't rent a Kia. When they said she rented a Kia, I was like, alarms! I call shenanigans! This woman was like... (laughs) Sorry. I'm triggered. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Um, She would not have rented a Kia. So right away, I was like, all right, that doesn't seem right to me. Because when you first see this woman, she's like this 
powerful. Yes. Just no way in hell is this woman ever going to drive a Kia. Nothing against Kia. I have a Hyundai myself. I like it very much. But this woman is not going to drive a Kia. Not even to rent it to drive to Michigan. Which, who goes to Michigan? Nobody. No. Anyway. So then. So then. It turns out that Emily's body is discovered in a lake. Yeah. Not Lake Michigan. Maybe. I don't know. Somewhere in Michigan in a lake. Doesn't matter. So now Emily is presumed dead. And she goes on the vlog to tell everybody, hi, moms. I have some really sad news. Unfortunately, my friend, Emily, whatever the hell her last name is, uh, is dead. (laughs) So now. Emily Nelson. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So. So they. they, uh... So then almost immediately after that, Stephanie and her kid moves into Emily's house and she starts playing house. With Emily's husband. Okay, here's the way I looked at that. Her husband is super... What the hell? Her husband was super codependent. <gasps> he was also lazy, too. He was late. Like, Emily was lazy with the kid. So was he. He was kind of like an, you know, like, whatever. So, I think he was just in a situation where somebody was coming in to try and help him, and he was not going to turn that away. However... Yeah, I did write that. I was like, oh, just make yourself right at home. <laughs> I wrote that both times Stephanie in my notes. Stephanie made herself at home in Emily's house. Yeah. yeah. She totally did. And okay, if you legit think that that person is dead and you're missing... She says at one point, I think loneliness kills more people than cancer. And I was like, I think that is really the, the core of Stephanie after her husband died and she really didn't have anybody but her son and that's why she put so much effort into being like super mom but then when this person was deciding to be her friend it was almost oh. like she was able to be a part of that energy that she had when emily was alive with the guy what's his name i don't want to keep calling him the guy henry henry yeah with henry so however that is moving very quickly and by the way at the funeral is when they bang. Yes. And that's not the first time she has banged at a funeral. Who? Oh. Uh, Stephanie. That's right. Stephanie she... has a, she's a, she's a, <laughs> she's a repeat offender. She's a, a what do you call it? A, a grim reaper banger. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I wrote down. <laughs> you death makes her horny. Yeah. Okay. This is actually a scientific fact that people get turned on when they find out that somebody that they love intimately like sexually has died i don't know this is what i had heard is that when like a spouse dies the police will send a male and a female officer to the house to tell you that's what i'd heard because the people get so horny i know you're looking at me like i'm insane i might be but what is sending a male and police officer male and a female yeah what does that have to do with anything so that the woman won't like attack the guy and try to oh jesus okay that's what i had heard so anyway, it kind of carries out in this movie, though, because she does end up having relations at both funerals. In fact, that's the only time you see them having sex is after funerals. Yes. Stephanie. And you never see Emily have sex. Nope. You just see her tell him, we're about to have sex a couple times. Mm-hmm. And where they can have the sex. Yeah. And how many times the knock to get the sex. <laughs> <laughs> but you never see Blake Lively... Having the sex. I'm just saying that. Yep. Anyway. She dead. So she's dead. 
and we're all very sad and stephanie has moved into the house and she's just like like madison said just making herself right at home nikki however little little nikki little nikki little dude he's not happy he's not thrilled and i i i like this you're scene. not my mom you're not my mom and then he's and then his buddy miles who is stephanie's son is like but your mom's in heaven right now and he's like oh hell no my mom's under the ground and he beats the shit out of him and i'm like yeah that's about accurate for a kid his age and when when he's like reality like he knows enough that this is real and she's not coming back and she's gone blah 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 but um again stephanie is like super mom and she comes in and i wrote down in my notes that she's like well let's just like kind of ground ourselves right now and let's just sit here and be sad and watch the grass grow like she's a really great mom she's a she's terrific with kids stephanie really is yeah so i mean henry could do worse than stephanie it's just a timing thing i think in, in, in most cultures in our culture in the west for years it was you had to wait a well, I don't know. Before, I was probably like, once you're a widow, that was it. But I think, like, there's kind of that social understanding of, you better wait, like, a year, or you're going to look like you might have killed the bastard yes. dead, so you could get with somebody. You know yes. what I mean? Like, let the body sit for, you know, let it sit for a while. Yes. But then, then Nikki says that he sees his mom. Yes. And this was my favorite part of the movie. And I think... uh Maybe from here we can get into spoilers. Yeah, I sound think... the alarm. All right, I don't know. I don't have my little alarm button thing anymore. I could just make the noise myself. Don't make a noise yourself. This is a spoiler alert warning. I say again, this is a spoiler alert warning. Anything you hear after this, we will have assumed that you have seen the film or you just don't give a shit and you want the film spoiled. So here is the spoiler warning. That was it. That was the spoiler warning. So now we're going to talk about spoilers. So yeah, I wanted to say that my favorite part is when she's cleaning everything out. She's moving out of her house, moving into to the new house. She's literally just pile she finds a gun and a dildo she finds this giant dildo <laughs> she finds this revolver that she holds with her two fingers like it's you know like a dead bug like oh yeah. which i thought was really funny it's a nice revolver too anyway um and she moves all this stuff like in this big pile in the room and she kind of walks down the stairs to go do something and she comes up the stairs and then bam it's all it's back all back and it was like oh i was like oh is this gonna be a cool supernatural movie and then she goes on the she's like uh, hi, moms. I wanted to talk about like uh, the 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 like the passing of people, and she's like, I'm just saying this to Emily if she's listening anywhere that uh, I am not trying to move in, which she has absolutely done. I'm yes. not trying to be uh, yes. uh, Nikki's mom, which she has absolutely yes. basically done. She's do- but it's funny because she thinks she's talking to like a ghost, and uh, they called her beautiful ghost a couple times in this movie, mm-hmm. which I thought okay. But when she starts to realize that Nikki is more than just um, saying that he's seen his mom, there's there, there's some things that don't like even the supernatural world can't do. And eventually, uh, she says, "Oh, or Nikki's like, here, my mom told me to give you this." Yes. <laughs> and now we can say what it says on the picture because now we're in spoiler territory. So you can talk about what she calls her and why she calls her this. Okay, so... And the funeral. When when uh, 
the girls were having their martinis and they're sharing TMI moments. TMI. Stephanie confessed that when her father passed away, she found out she had a long lost brother. And at her father's funeral... Half-brother. Oh, half-brother. Yes, yeah. half-brother. I caught that the second time. Yeah, sorry. No I worries. I that part. And at her father's funeral, they had relations. Because they couldn't... Because it was too late to get a cab. Which is the second... T- that happens the next time that she has sex after a funeral. It was too late to get a cab. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, you can stay over here on the couch. And then it's like... Oh, the couch pulls out, and I'm thinking, but he won't. Oh! Dang. Boom! Anyway. <laughs> so, so, so she sleeps with her half-brother, and then fast forward a couple of years, and she's married. She has a husband who's not her half-brother. Well, we hope. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a whole other movie. But yeah. yeah, what does she call her? But wait, wait. So, okay. So we find out that the reason that her husband is dead is because... He found out that she had been sleeping with her half-brother. And the husband was upset because he didn't know if he was the father of her child or if the half-brother was. Yeah, so they're going to go for a little drive and have a talk. Yes, and then the car crashes. Oh, that wasn't a car crash. He He crashes the car. Yeah, he killed them both. And then... Murder-suicide. Yes, and then in one fell swoop... Stephanie loses her husband and her brother. And the father of her child. Yes. So. (laughs) Sorry. That's a little mean. (laughs) After that story, Emily calls Stephanie brother fucker. Brother fucker. And she says it like motherfucker. Like motherfucker. She says like brother fucker. Yeah. She says it very. (laughs) It's funny actually how she says it. And she calls her that all the time. And that is what, by the way, was on the picture. Yes. It was sealed, so she wouldn't let her little dude see that. Yeah. But when she hands her the when when he, when he, she looks in the envelope, there's a picture of her and there's a circle and it has a picture and it says "brother fucker." And so it's kind of like at that point, Stephanie's like, "Okay, this bitch is alive." Uh huh. Because she's the start... only one that knew, the only one that was alive that knew. That exactly. Yeah. E- yeah exactly. Alive. You're right. right. Everybody else was dead. Yes. Um. So now she decides to to. to I'm not going to say the name, but she decides to do some amateur sleuthing. We'll just say that. Okay, so should we talk about that painting? Oh, I was wondering. Where, oh, well, we're not there yet. We're not there oh, yet. Okay. I okay. was going to mention it earlier, but I was I, I, I wrote it in my notes four times. So we're definitely going to talk about this painting. The painting does come into play <laughs> in, a, in a minute. <sighs> but my favorite part is when she confronts the boss. This is when she finds the clue about God have faith. Yes. This is when I was like, okay, I wrote down twins as soon as i saw that picture I'm yes. like, it's twins and yes. when when somebody fakes their own death and they show a tattoo and they mentioned the tattoo that's why i say it's like the girl with the the dragon tattoo they're they they showed it's a nothing tattoo. like that no but it's when she goes it's back and starts doing some sleuthing it is toward at the end like did you see it yes i read the book oh, well, and i saw it i stand it's corrected nothing like that never argue with your wife guys because you will lose <laughs> especially when it comes to movies anyway and books mm, mm-hmm. anyway though i knew when i saw that picture i was like it's definitely twins and she definitely killed her sister to get insurance money so i mean that was really straightforward and then if that was all this movie was it, it would still be a good movie but what's cool about it is the the 
the way that things are handled by Stephanie because she's just this really quirky, weird little <laughs> person. And she's just like, and she uses her vlog in a way that's very clever yes. to ultimately end up communicating with Emily like, yes. without saying like, look, bitch, I know you're alive. Yes. But she makes it very clear at one point that, yeah, I know you're alive. Yes. She gives her a, like a, a hidden message. Yes. But, um, whoops, crap. Keep talking. Say something. Yes. So Emily gets this message and realizes she's got to take some action because she's hiding out after her sister's body is found. Yeah. She's hiding out at this hotel and she's like drinking Cokes and looking like she's like eating Cheetos all day. Yes. Like that kind of thing. Like I was like, oh, looking like Penny Blake. when she was addicted <laughs> to the World of Warcraft type game. Yeah. Like, oh, I have I need help or whatever. Yes. when She's about to bang out howard anyway um so but yeah we're, we're getting a little ahead though because i, I want to go to where she confronts the the douchebag okay when she confronts uh but she calls him a low rent damn it what's his th what's that fashion designer's name oscar de la renta one of them it's not him though it's the other one you know what i'm talking about anyway so that guy, he's the boss, and he like walks. He he catches her snooping around, and she finds this paint, this picture, like under Emily's desk, and it says "Gotta Have Faith," mm -hmm. and it's got this picture of somebody who looks like Emily, but like is way more beat up by life, I would say. Mm, definitely. So Emily's or Stephanie's kind of like, well, that's weird. So that leads her to her clue. She starts looking around a little bit more deeply, and there is this painting that Emily had hanging in her house <laughs> it was like winona's big brown beaver but it was uh emily's big brown beaver <laughs> it is huge it is in your face it's, ladies and gentlemen it's a naked woman and the perspective is from the ground up like all but, but right like you can see her bush and then like barely see her face oh and that's yeah. another thing anytime she would do something with her face that would freak her out that's why i was like yes. twins or there's something yes. with like nobody can know i'm alive right. or something like that so anyway, um, so the, this beaver painting, she decides to take off the frame because the only thing she knew about the beaver painting was that Emily told her that, oh, I stole it from this artist who was not very good and I thought that they might amount to something and I figured because they never paid me for the painting that I would just take it or something. I don't know. She was kind of a, a liar. She's a compulsive liar. She is that, definitely a compulsive liar. So she looks and she sees this woman's name on it. <laughs> And she decides to track down the artist. And so she goes to New York. And she tracks down the artist who is... The character is played by Linda Cardellini. Diane Hyland. But yeah, it's Linda Cardellini. And she's... Uh, this. She calls herself a knockoff Maplethorpe. Yeah, knockoff Dyke Maplethorpe. She's like, that's what everybody said. She's like, my muse... I met her, she was my muse, and I couldn't stop painting her. I painted everything, blah, blah, blah. I knew everything about her body, and I only painted her face one time. And she's like, that's the painting, the beaver. And she didn't call it that. That's what I'm calling it. Because, <laughs> I mean, because she doesn't it's... say the word beaver when she sees it. She says something about a beaver, and then you see the painting. And it was almost like the naked gun, where I'm like, really? But then I was like, that's hilarious, actually. Because they do it in a way where it's organic, and it worked. But anyway, so she's, fa she's confronting the artist, and the artist is like, yeah, she was a con artist. She... And she's like, what? Her name is Claudia. Like, the name you're giving me isn't even the name that... She's like, well, I'm sorry to hear about your friend Emily, because that, that's not who I know. Yeah. So, um, 
she's like, here's all of her crap. And then you see all of her crap. And one of them is this shirt from this camp up yes. in Michigan. So I'll let you go from Squaw there. Squaw Lake Bible Camp. Yeah, Bible Camp. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and they were called... Well, she finds out that there's two of them, and they are called Hope and, Hope faith, and faith, which makes sense because remember, got to have faith. Yes. And so faith was—I don't even know if she was Hope or Faith. I don't really think it matters. No. I just remember there were, you know, two of them. So, um, yeah. So she's snooping around, and she finds out about Hope and Faith, and then she finds out their last name, and then she looks up that family, and then she tracks down the family. Yes, and then she goes to their house. Dressed as a maid. As a maid, she just puts like a bandana in her hair and like. And she brings all this cleaning equipment. Well, she managed, and I, I thought, well, that was clever because she when she she called first and she managed to hear that the guy's name is Bruce. So when she shows up, she's like, "Bye, Bruce." Like she says, like as he's like, like like she sneaks around. So I was like, "How does she know his name is Bruce?" But then I realized, oh, she caught it on the phone. Yes. That's why she went, "Ha, I got you." And then when Bruce leaves, she like knocks on the door and she's like. Oh, hi, I'm here with the cleaning service. And, uh, oh, I guess maybe I'm here the wrong day. I can just go. And she's like, opens the door because, you know, free cleaning or whatever. Heck, yeah. You take that. And she's like, you can start my bathtub. And then she's up there and there's like this this statue of Jesus. And she's like, I'm really cleaning. It's not lying. If I'm really cleaning, like, leave me alone, Jesus. I'm trying. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, it's very, she's very committed. I like that part. I did make a note. Awkwardly humorous this movie is okay yoda yeah but it was i i laughed a few times um yeah. oh god it, it was... wasn't a comedy it was an over top it was a dark comedy yeah but i mean okay like we even talked about how and i didn't notice this i didn't catch this the first time but then when you said something she's like oh she said that just like her husband yes and then there was a scene <laughs> where she actually says i'm gonna miss him and yes. i'm like that's just like everything and i'm like okay so you can tell blake lively is definitely like owning this character and having yes. fun with it and everything there was only one part of this movie that i just felt like was off and we're gonna get to that right now actually because it's when um she confronts her through the vlog she's like oh you know i heard some people giving me some recommendations that uh when you go to tombstones you don't have to leave flowers you can leave other things well i'm gonna go and leave a martini for my friend and i'm gonna be there tomorrow at noon or whatever and so you're like yeah she's basically saying hey emily this is where i'm gonna be right two things why didn't emily just blow her head off right there because emily made very many comments about blowing people's heads off very nonchalantly so yeah i was like she could just kill stephanie right here and yeah. oh yeah by this time stephanie has already ruined the um the ploy of the insurance policy because wait was it yet mm -hmm. yeah because there was an insurance agent poking around and I'm pretty sure she called her because mm -hmm. she's like, oh, thank you for inviting me into your house and all this yep. other stuff. So the insurance agent's like, well, now if you know that she has a twin, it's very possible she's not dead. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, now you need to provide that body. Like, now we know there's two. And it's kind of funny how insurance agents are very uh, persistent like that. I had a friend who was an insurance agent, and they're worse than cops. They won't stop because they're paid. They're paid like a lot by the insurance company to make sure that shit is legit and yep. they're like i'm not going anywhere <laughs> so anyway that was a really awkward scene with the insurance agent but anyway um kind of funny actually but then you're like Awkwardly wait it's humorous yeah exactly uh, there was a lot of weird awkward humor but then again you're like was well, henry in on it because 
uh, Emily makes you think that Henry was in on it, but you're not right. 100% sure if he was in on it or not. But, yeah, but, because if he was in on it, why would he be screwing Stephanie? Right. Exactly. And that that was kind of an interesting point to me. What if Stephanie never... Like, she was kind of like the fly in the ointment of Emily's whole plan. Yes. The That's what's crazy. If you think about it, really, Nikki was her, her total Achilles heel. Yes. She loved Nikki, and she's, she even said that. Because Henry's like, if you were going to do all this, why the fuck did you come back? You could have had $4 million and been gone. And she's like, because the little dude. Like, I can't, I can't leave Nikki. And it's funny because... Her needing somebody to help her take care of Nikki is how she met Stephanie in the first place, right. which was her ultimate undoing was Stephanie. Yes. Which I thought was really funny. Yes. Again, there's this, a lot of... This prim, proper, tightly yes. wound, dorky, meek little girl, woman... Are you trying to die about like me? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why she said that line. Cause yes. When she finds out that he knew about her, the twin or didn't, yeah. and he's like, she's like, you're in on this. And he's like, I swear to God, this woman's a compulsive liar. Whatever she told you, I am not in on any of this. I had no idea. And and she's like, well, why would you take out a $4 million life insurance policy? And he says, honestly, because she met you. He said that. He's like, because she met you and she saw that you were living off of your insurance money and... She wanted some stability like mm -hmm. that because we're house poor. Yep. So this was all her... All because she met Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> but then that's what pissed me off because when she finally gets the the whole gotta have faith moment, this is when she's at the tombstone and she's now confessing to Stephanie lying, similar to how Stephanie lied to her about how she didn't actually fuck her brother. She's like, oh, we just kissed. But then they like show the... The movie shows that they're doing more than just kissing and she's like, you're lying swear on your father's grave and she's like oh fuck because she can't right but then it's kind of like that when emily is confessing about how her sister confronted her and came back into her life and demanded a million dollars right it's like i'm like well that's really convenient timing because you took out a four million dollar policy was that before or after all this happened and then she drowns her and her and and stephanie calls her out and she's like you drowned her like, don't fucking lie to me and tell me that, oh, you just happened to go in the lake and you just happened to, like, oh, she was swimming and just died or whatever because she was a heroin addict. Which she was a heroin. She she had a, a fucked up life and everything like that. Yes. But then you find out why. Because when they were kids, they murdered their father in a fire. Mm-hmm. Which because goes... He was too religious and he wouldn't let them have fun. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess you could say it, from that. From their point from of their view. From their point of view. Yeah, I mean, they were 16-year-old girls and they were at a campfire and kissing boys and stuff and he you know he lit him up a little bit and so they decided to light him up <laughs> a <Right>. lot <laughs> yeah so they decide um they're now now they're now nicknamed the arson twins and there's like people looking for these blonde twins so they decide well we got to split up because they're they know about us but they decide to get matching tattoos matching tattoos oh and you also find out that they're not just uh they're twins. actually triplets. They're triplets, and their their sister was Charity. Yes. And she died in the womb. Yes. And so they got a little heart for her in their tattoo as well, which I thought was an interesting touch mm -hmm. in the movie, but it didn't really mean anything. It, it meant nothing. But no, that, that's not what, really. that that was the part that bit bothered me is how out of character that whole thing was with her sister when she was confronting her. So, but again, you have to understand she's what they call an unreliable narrator. She was lying to Stephanie. So you don't yes. even know if anything she said was true at that point. Correct. Really? I mean, you just know shit that, that 
whichever one it was, hope or faith, whichever one it was, was dead. You know? Yes. And Emily is the one that's left standing. I mean, she even says, you're damn right I'm the alpha. And I'm thinking, that's a weird thing to say to somebody when you're confronting them about wanting a million dollars from them. Yeah. And then the alpha goes in and drowns you. It's kind of like, I wouldn't poke somebody like that. Anyway, it was just weird. I'm not a sister. Maybe it's a sister thing. I just thought it was a whole... And she's like, I'm going to go swim. And she just takes all her clothes off, the heroin one. And I'm like... And goes and runs into the... That one we get to see naked. We don't get to see Blake Lively naked. I think it was a a body double. It was obviously a body. It wasn't even a double. It was like a... She was a lot skinnier and, you know, more disheveled looking and everything. She was supposed to be like a heroin addict. So, But, yeah. So, anyway. um, So, now we are to the point where... Everything is coming to a head now because now Emily realizes that people know she's alive. So she has to come up with this ruse of proving that she was attacked by her husband. So then the wrench scene happens. I'm not going to give that away. Just say that there is a wrench involved with how she hurts herself (laughs) to make it look like her husband hit her. And was like, you know, like forcing her to do this whole plan. Yeah, but it's nothing like in Gone Girl. It's nothing like in Gone Girl, and it's nothing like in um, uh, Wild Things, but it's its own thing, yes. similar to both of those. Yes, I'll just say that. Anyway, it, it was it was an it was an interesting way of going about hitting yourself in the face with a wrench. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. That's committed. Anyway, um, she's not sure if Henry is in on it or not, but. Henry ends up getting arrested because the police are like, well, you forced your wife to do this whole thing where she murdered her sister and blah, 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 blah. So I guess Emily's out on bail. Or no, um, Henry gets out on bail. Yes. Emily is back home. Yes. And I wrote she's got like a little Donna Reed dress on and she's I love that dress so much. It is a nice dress. so cute. It is a nice dress. I'm not going to lie. And so she decides to confront the two lovers in her house and be like, look, bitches i'm back like that kind of thing mm-hmm. but the two lovers have themselves a little plan of their own yes a little play that they're gonna put on yep which i mean again we're into spoilers so if you've seen the movie you know exactly what we're talking about and if you haven't well sorry <laughs> but basically they try to trick emily into, into confessing. confessing where they put like um microphones. microphones in the house or they were wearing mics or i don't know I, that was they a little lost on me them. But Emily found them beforehand. Yeah. And she cut them. Yeah, it was a little weird. But first she sent the cops to to somebody else's house. Oh, the the dickheads of the world's house. I called them the dickheads of the world. But they do redeem themselves. They were like the bully parents. They were like super bullies. Yeah, they were mean. Yeah, they were super mean. But then they they were funny. They definitely redeemed themselves at the end. Because he's the one that hits her with the fucking hybrid. He's like, hybrid, silent Silent but deadly. deadly. America's silent, deadly killer. That's what yeah. he said. <laughs> it's like, anyway. So, Emily has now, like, realized, and she even says, she's like, get up, Brando. Like, this is the lamest act attempt in the world. Right. And so now she's like, yeah. And she takes the gun and actually shoots Henry at this point. And he's like, oh, shit. I have actually been shot. Like, that sucked right. a lot more than getting fake shot. Because Stephanie sure. had fake shot him. Right. And he had fake blood. And it was funny how totally different yes, the blood looked. Yes, you could looked. see the two it different like bloods. totally different. It looked super cheesy, the first one. And then the second one, it looked real. So I was right. like, that was cool how they did that. Yeah. They wanted to obviously make it look... T- yeah. And that's when she says, I'm going to miss him. Yes. <laughs> She's like, well, that was extra. 
<laughs> At least you didn't say maximum effort, because then I would have been oh, like, okay, come yeah. on. Come on now. Come on now. That would have been awesome. This is, this is like in the same universe at that point if they had said that, but they did not say that. But yeah. now I'm wondering if how many other lines in the movie, because she's very uh, outre. She's very like out there. She says things that are completely outside the spectrum of decency and normalcy. And then you have Stephanie, who actually is the opposite of that, but is so out there, too, that she, like, at one point she says, to the, like, at the very beginning, she says to the one woman, oh, I have a helium tank. Why don't you have a helium tank? Are you a bad mother? <laughs> and she's trying to make a joke, and it's like, you did kind of just call this woman a horrible mother, yeah. but you also did it in a way that wasn't funny and cool because no. you're a dorky weirdo. Yes. So it's like, she's dorky and weird, and then Emily is, like, supercharged, like, rah, like she said, I'm the alpha, rah, like that. Yeah. So anyway, so now she shot Henry, and this is the best part of the movie. So this is your movie, so you should say this part. So it turns out that... Stephanie's been live streaming the entire scene the whole time. Hi, moms. Hi, moms. Because one of her little buttons on her little prim and proper sweater is a tiny camera. Oh, oopsie. <laughs> yeah. So now Emily is like, oh, shit. So she decides she's going to, like, leave. Run for it. Yeah, but then... um. Stephanie comes outside to, like, confront her like an idiot. Because at this point, I would not. But no. And then she's basically going to shoot Stephanie. But then right before she does, that's when uh, the mean, the, the bully... America's hybrids, silent but deadly, show up and hit Emily with their car. Right, and it's funny. He's like, I saw it on the live stream because us moms stick together. Yes. Because <laughs> he's like, at first we watched your vlog and we made fun of it. Yes. But then as things were going on with Emily, we like watched it and we realized like you're actually really cool. Yep. And So I thought that was funny. But yeah, so he hits Emily. And this is the part I liked the most where she's like, oh, hey, you should probably stop crawling. Your leg is broken. Yes. That looks like it hurts. Oh, your knees. <laughs> I'm worried about your knees. Yeah, I'm worried about your knees. You should probably not keep doing that. It looks very painful. Yes. I was like, you go, Stephanie, you get her, you get her. That was so <laughs> funny. You See, get, it was just awkwardly hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I do think I'm glad that you picked this movie. I will say it. I'm, I watched it twice now. Yay. Watched it once in May and once tonight. And um, it is, again, one of these movies kind of like Sixth, uh, Sixth Sense and these kind of movies where you can watch it twice because the first time I was watching it, I was writing little notes like, okay, and and you You're know Madison is like oh on. let's see if he figured like yeah. when he'll when when it'll start to click because I'm a pretty smart guy, and once I saw the gotta have faith I was like okay, definitely a twin situation, mm -hmm. but I didn't know more of the details at that point, but yeah I I, I like the I like this one a lot so, um good pick I look forward to your next pick your next she pick Yay. um I'm glad that we're doing these again even if nobody's listening. I think we're having fun. Yes, we, we also are. are drinking White Claw for the first time tonight. Yes, because the KBJ show on WRMF always talks about White Claw. They will not shut up about it. And, and the internet won't shut up about it either, even though they're comparing it to like Zima of the 90s or like it's the Zima. I was too young for Zima. <gasps> oh, am I robbing the cradle? No, you're four years older than me. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, I was drinking Zima. Zima, by the way, is my ancestral name. Any hoots. I am having, well, I finished my White Claw raspberry flavor, and it wasn't bad. Oh, you finished it? I was going to try some. I'm drinking the black cherry. I used a straw, a plastic straw. 
Greta Thunberg is going to destroy you. She's going to say, Why have you made me come to this country and take your straws? <laughs> and that's why we don't have any listeners. Because they're not our people. Anyway, yeah, I'm drinking black cherry because anytime I drink a new thing and there's a black cherry flavor, that's my flavor. I'm not going to lie. I was going to choose black cherry, but you already chose it. Well, we I got the variety pack, so there's four um, different flavors. There was the raspberry, the black cherry, the ruby grapefruit, and natural lime, which sounds garbage. I like lime. Hey, you know what else I found in this notebook? Our Game of Thrones death list. Oh, you want to give it to them? I won. Well, a year ago, last year, we were in Northern Ireland. We were in Belfast. Oh, yeah. And we were on the tour for Game of Thrones. So yeah. it's now been since April since uh, this has ended. If you want to tell them our uh, little thing. We did a drawing for who lives, who dies, and who gets the throne. And I had Bran Stark, and I'm like, ah, he ain't ever going to get the throne. And he got the throne, so I won. You didn't win by points, so I won by points, but you won the throne. I won! We'll let her have it, since I was all wrong with the dragon tattoo, apparently. I won! <laughs> anyway, that was uh, a simple favor, and the uh, secret word, we still are going to do the secret word. The secret word was outre. which You're is the a, only one that ever uses Which is a French word. word, and I wanted to talk about the French theme in this, because there was this trippy French music throughout the movie. Yeah. There was that. It's in some commercial on the television. Yeah, and every time I paused Amazon, it would tell me it was set. I wrote it down. Ça s'est arrangé. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they also had the Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. I like that song, even though it's totally weird and crazy. So, um, oh yeah, so outre was the secret word. I only used it once. Uh, again, it's French. There was a lot of French themes in this. And I look, I was surprised that an American wrote this because I thought when uh, the whole diabolique thing and I'm like, in the French music, I'm like, is this one of these European movies that they're adapting to be an American movie? Because that'll annoy me. I, I like those, but sometimes you can tell that it's a European tone and Americans are trying too hard to fit it into that box and it's just not the same but this was not this was an american movie and it was it was well done uh anna kendrick definitely did a really great job in this movie yes she did she's like this little bony badass who's <laughs> gets to flip the script on everybody at the yes. end with her little hi moms and oh yeah by the end of the movie <laughs> she's got millions of followers yes. on her vlog so remember people 
and they do like a recap to it like and it tells you like where everybody is and they're like henry's doing all right with his son and he wrote another book and it's called the oopsie jar yes um and uh she's obviously very successful with her vlog and she's actually helped solve cold cases 30 different cold cases that she helped solve so i was wondering if this was maybe a series kind of like your cupcake series that you have i don't think so is this a series i don't think so they could make one of it for sure why are you reading my cupcake books? I'm not. I just see them like strewn about a boot. <laughs> I see them all over the place. There's oh, there's a cupcake book. There's another one. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with these cupcake books. Um. So, <laughs> what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. So the the date this came out was September fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. Now remember we mentioned there was a fire that the girls set. They set fire to everything and they left and they burned their father. While well, I was looking for my on this day in history, because I again I am the history nerd, history major. And I found out that Napoleon, when he invaded Russia on September 14th, 1812, the Russians started the Great Fire of Moscow, where basically as Napoleon advanced, the Russians retreated. And as they retreated, they had like a burned earth um, policy that made it impossible for the French, not impossible, but damn near impossible for the French to reinforce themselves. So I figured that was kind of apropos for this uh movie it kind of tied in it was a bit forced but really there wasn't much else that happened on september 14th to be quite honest mm -hmm. no nope. i try people um you know that's for the history nerds out there but okay now i'm gonna tell you i will tell you one clue about my he pick i've been sitting on this since may because <laughs> i already knew back in may what i was gonna do uh. And I think after that one, we're going to start a new rule where we have to have some connection with the actors or the director or writer, right? To where it has to have some kind of direct connection to the last movie we did? Yes. Okay. For my next, my he pick, which will start that, and there's a reason that I'm picking that one because it has a ton of actors that are very, it has everybody in this movie. That's one clue. Uh, it's a 90s movie, has pretty much everybody in it, and when I was in the Marines, on the rifle range, they finally had to forbid people from doing lines from this movie on the rifle range. Is it Wayne's World? It is not Wayne's World. I told you what it is, so don't say it. Don't give it away. It's not Wayne's World. <laughs> Although that would be pretty funny on the rifle range. <laughs> Swing! <laughs> you're Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> That's what your PMI wants to hear. Uh, just hit the damn target, recruit. Anyway, thank you guys and gals and anything in between for uh, listening in to the Film Grouch Show. This has been Rick Swift. And this is Madison Swift. And we love you very much, all of us and all of you. And we hope that you'll continue to listen to our amazing podcast. And, uh, you know, make sure you uh, subscribe, like, comment, give us reviews, um, all that good stuff. All right, bye. Bye.